0: To inside the mind, my name is Drew Fitzgerald here to bring you coverage of all things Charlotte 49ers. Being a Niner fan this week was quite the roller coaster. At one point, we thought the basketball season was over, only to realize it's not over. Before we dive into that story, I just wanted to briefly talk about my experience last week at the City of Charlotte St. Patrick's Day Parade. As most of you all probably know, last Saturday, I marched with Niner Nation and the Norbulance down the middle of Uptown Charlotte in the City of Charlotte's 2023 St. Patrick's Day Parade. I had so much fun with the fans and members of the university, and I'm so grateful that I was invited to come take part. When I first started this podcast four months ago, I never imagined anyone would listen to it, let alone the Charlotte community would embrace it as much as they have. I've put a lot of work into the podcast, but the special opportunities and moments that I have been rewarded with have made it entirely worth it. I'm excited for what the future holds, so let's get on with the show and talk about the past, present, and future of Charlotte basketball. Last Thursday, the Niners were faced with the challenge of beating the four-seed Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders in the quarterfinals of the CUSA tournament. The two teams had split the series during the regular season, each winning a home game. This matchup was sure to be the best game of the day in the CUSA bracket, A win would send the teams on to the semifinals against the conference juggernaut, the Florida Atlantic Owls. I don't know what head coach Ron Sanchez said to the team in his pregame speech, but the boys came out swinging. After a few empty possessions, the Blue Raiders drained a three to draw first blood on the scoreboard. The next possession, the Egyptian sensation Ali Khalifa responded with a tray of his own. He would have a busy day filling in for more minutes due to an injured Josh Aldrich. Disaster struck when Khalifa's signature knee brace began to disassemble on his leg, falling towards his ankle. The 7-foot giant seemed to be unfazed by the mishap, dishing absolute dimes, racking up two assists and extending the lead to 14-5, forcing Middle Tennessee to take a timeout to ice the Charlotte run. Out of the timeout, Isaiah Fulks timed a perfect pass interception that converted to points on the other end. In the process, an awkward launch and landing on his ankle prompted him to hit the deck grimacing. As folks limped off the court, the Niners continued their 5 to 1 run that they had accumulated in the last 4 minutes. It wasn't long, however, before the Raiders gathered themselves and began fighting back. All of the Niners' hard work dissipated towards the end of the first half, and what used to be an 11-point lead evaporated into a 1-point game. The Blue Raiders had put together a 12-0 run utilizing a full-court press defense to create turnovers. The Niners sat stumped on the sidelines at halftime, and they held a sliver of their lead, 28-26. The one area that the Niners had the upper hand against the Blue Raiders in was offensive rebounding. Middle Tennessee State had zero offensive boards, but was succeeding in the turnover department, forcing 12 points off Charlotte's nine turnovers. Coming out of halftime, it didn't get much better. DeAndre Dishman opened up the half with six points for the Raiders, absolutely abusing the Niners in the low post. The Niners clawed back, and after a huge three by Igor Milicic, a game that seemed to be out of reach was now only a two-point contest. As Bryce Williams began to heat up with now 13 points after a beautiful three, the Niners found themselves up five. A response by Middle Tennessee made it a two-point game with four minutes left. In the next three minutes, the two teams traded blows between a two-point deficit, and with 28 seconds left, the Niners were up to 65-63. to Middle Tennessee ball. What happened next will live in every Charlotte 49er fan's nightmare for the rest of their life. After a timeout by the Blue Raiders, Cameron Weston received the ball at the top of the arc turned around and hit his third three of the night. As the Niners exited their timeout, 13 seconds were left on the clock and they needed a play. Lekai Patterson dribbled towards the paint. He put up a shot, but it was blocked by DeAndre Dishman. The buzzer rang and the Charlotte 49ers had lost a one-point nail-biter in the quarterfinals of the CUSA tournament, 65-66. After a hard-fought year, the Niners' season had ended in Frisco. Middle Tennessee's season would end in a close battle with the Florida Atlantic Owls. The Owls would go on to punch their ticket to March Madness, beating the UAB Blazers 78-56 to in both teams' final CUSA tournament. Just when Niner fans thought the season was over, it was announced that Charlotte would be participating in the CBI tournament. The CBI tournament is a 16-team, single-elimination, postseason bracket tournament hosted in Daytona Beach, Florida. The three-seed Niners will play the 14-seed Western Carolina Catamounts this Saturday at 5.30, which will stream on Flow Hoops. The Catamounts finished 18-15 and in the regular season, losing in the Southern Conference semifinals in an overtime thriller to the 13-seed NCAA tournament team, the Furman Paladins. The Catamounts finished with a record of 10-8 in the SoCon Conference. The fan base is split down the middle with the team's decision to pay to play in the CBI tournament. Fans who were present for Charlotte basketball's heyday in the early to mid-2000s remember an era of multiple NCAA tournament bids It's understandable to grasp how they feel the program has declined since that time period. On the other hand, this is another opportunity for these young players with immense potential to bring home a CBI tournament championship and generate a surge of momentum going into next year. It's a high-risk, high-reward scenario. Either we lose early and the program image declines, or we put together a winning streak, our players stay out of the transfer portal, and we enter next season much stronger. We'll have to see what happens this Saturday. Saturday. The Western Carolina Catamounts are nothing to sneeze at. They have actually beaten a tournament team in the Furman Paladins this year, something the Niners can't say they have done themselves. In other CUSA news, the nine-seed Florida Atlantic Owls will play eight-seed Memphis in the first round of the NCAA tournament this Friday at 9.20 p.m. in Columbus, Ohio. CUSA teams UAB and North Texas have both received bids to the NIT. UAB prevailed over Southern Miss in the first round, 88-60, and North Texas will face Alcorn State tonight at 8 p.m. The Rice Owls will join Charlotte in the CBI tournament, facing Duquesne in the first round. In other Charlotte news, two Charlotte football alumni received big new NFL contracts this offseason. Adam Scheffner reported that free agent defensive tackle Larry Okanjobi is headed back to the Steelers on a three-year, $28.75 million deal that will pay him $21.75 million in the first two years. This news is great, as Okanjobi will remain in Pittsburgh with his fellow Charlotte alumni, Alex Highsmith. The Chicago Bears are also signing former Charlotte alumni and Titans offensive guard, Nate Davis, to a three-year, $30 million deal. Wow, what a big week for Charlotte football. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. Remember, Niners wear green on Wednesday, and they also listen to the Inside the Mind podcast. Thanks for listening to Inside the Mind. Hit that follow button to stay updated on all things Niner Nation. You can find me on Twitter at InsideTheMind49 and on Instagram at Drew underscore Fitzgerald. As always... Picks up and roll Niners.